0: Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week, and this week we are going to talk about DIYing, and maybe talk a little bit about why you shouldn't try to DIY everything, especially as your practice grows. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Well, hey, welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast. This is the fifth, if you can believe it, in our series on building a strong private practice um yeah it's been uh really great doing these episodes for you guys so we'll we'll get into that in a second, but the first thing I wanted to mention was a little announcement if you are on my social media you know I mean you can find me on <laughs> little plug here you can find me on uh on Instagram as happy little biz you can find me on Facebook as happy little biz um those those are the two major things that I use, especially instagram but uh if you Also, if you're on my email list, you definitely know about this and that is my book has launched. So um, I have titled the book. I don't think I told you guys the title or maybe I did on the, on the pod you podcast listeners. I'm so glad to have you. But uh, the title of the book is very similar to the podcast. It's called uh, Beyond the Massage Table, using the skills you already have to uh, build a, an online business. And uh, yeah, it's been quite successful so far. I am very grateful to everyone who has purchased a copy so far. I've had uh, a bunch of sales. Um, So if you are someone who is looking to either pivot your business completely online or you simply want to add an online component to the business you already have, my book is helpful for both of those things. So it talks about my own journey, it talks about my own processes, it talks about mindsets you need to look at. And it talks about really just examining the skill sets you already have, in order to build a, a strong and thriving online uh, a business. Like I said, it can be either an adjunct to the business you already got, or it can be a whole new business. So if you are interested, head on over to happylittlebiz.com and click on book, it's uh, right there in the navigation menu. Or uh, I will also leave a link in the show notes or you can find it from my Instagram there's lots of places you can find links to it but yeah happylittlebiz.com and click on book and you'll be right there and it's just $10 Canadian Um, had multiple comments saying that I should have charged more for it but uh, okay so I guess it's a steal thank you very much I appreciate you guys uh, having that confidence in me and saying that uh, the you know it was I should have charged more so I appreciate that thank you so let's uh let's get into this podcast episode then rather than you know me keep uh, talking about the book. Just go check it out if you're if you're curious about it. <laughs> So in this series on building a strong private practice, we have already talked about the following. We've talked we've talked about number 1, mindsets you need to tackle. We've talked about number 2, getting your office set up with some, you know, essentials, basics, things that I think are really important. Number 3, we've talked about some marketing basics, getting back to basics, getting back to the very beginning if you're building a new office whether you are a new grad or whatever, um, You know, maybe it's just a new office for you, but you've been in the business for a long time. There's some things that you need to sort of put in some groundwork in terms of marketing and also it can be easy to get lost in in things and uh, not be sure where to start. So that's what we talked about in that episode. And then finally, in the episode right before this one, we talked about how to get clients to not just book, but actually rebook, which is so essential to growing a practice. So now I want to talk a bit more about some behind the scenes stuff. Well, what behind the scenes stuff? Well, you heard it in the title. You probably already know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about finding the balance between DIYing, that is do-it-yourself for those of you who've never heard that term before. Maybe English isn't your first language. Um, so the balance between DIYing and everything and hiring someone else to do things for your business, especially as you grow and get into a rhythm of bookings and therefore you've got some cash flow so you can afford to budget towards having people do things for you. To put it another way or to put it in another perspective, it's finding the balance between affordability and not burning out. So for this episode, it's going to be a bit less of the actionable list type things, you know, like say in the uh, the episode all about business essentials, it was really just about, you know, I think you should get this and you should consider getting this. And it was a very like a list of things. This episode is more on the mindsets uh, side of it and looking at the skills that you have to see what makes sense for you as a business owner to DIY versus hiring somebody. Because we're all a little different. I can't say that like every massage therapist should definitely hire a web designer. Every chiropractor should definitely hire an accountant or like whatever. Like it's not like that. It's all depends on you, your skills, um, what your personal situation is outside of your business. There's lots of things to consider. And also, just because your friend or your colleague that you're close to in the health and wellness industry, just because they do something a certain way, doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. And a lot of us tend to do those things. So that's, again, you know, why I'm talking about this stuff in this uh, this episode. You know, it's great to get recommendations from people. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's always nice to go on the path that other people have taken. It certainly does make your life a lot easier in terms of using other people's lessons to inform your own decisions. Uh, but you don't need to copy everything that they're doing word for word and, you know, moment for moment and hire for hire and expenditure expenditure, right? So off the top, let's be super real here. If you try to do all the things for your business, you're either a Not going to be able to do them all because there aren't enough hours in a day. Or B, you're going to burn out trying to do them all. And no one else wants to burn out on their business, especially when it is a brand new business. Trust me, I have been there with a brand new business even. You don't want that. So let's break this down a little bit more. Let's talk about it. So as a solo business owner, there is nothing wrong with keeping things simple, So what do I mean by simple? Well, like not having a 20 step marketing plan, not attending all the networking events you get invitations to, not sending a weekly newsletter. I get it. You know, I'm right there with you guys. I'm a solo business owner, too. I don't have a multi step marketing plan. I do have a marketing plan, but I don't I don't have, you know, a 20 step thing with like, you know, delivery of drip emails and this and that and the other thing that you might read about with bigger businesses. I don't have that either because I I don't have a big budget, and I'm a solo business owner. It just doesn't make sense for me, because there's only so many hours in a day. And you guys, you know, you're not gonna want or even need all the things a bigger clinic or a bigger, you know, health wellness business has. So, like, you know, as an example, Good Life, you know, it's a big gym. Um, I don't know if Good Life started in Canada, the U.S., but anyway, for those of you who aren't in Canada or the U.S. or maybe have never heard of Good Life. probably most of you have, is a huge gym chain, like huge. They have locations all over the place. Um, And it's great that Good Life sends out like frequent emails and updates and, you know, all these things and has like a huge, they're a huge company. And they buy advertising slots all over the place and all that big social media strategy stuff. But you aren't a big gym. You don't need to do the things that good life does. You can do some of them, certainly, but you don't have to do everything that they do. That's what I'm saying. Now, this is not to say that you can just ignore all the things either. It's not to say, well, you know, I'm not good life, so I'm literally going to do nothing that they do. And I'm just going to hope that my practice grows. Well, obviously, we've talked about that in the marketing episode. You don't you shouldn't do that either. Yeah, somewhere in between, right? You know, you do need to do the things to get clients through your door. I had to do them when I was an RMT. I did them for the clinics I worked at, and I've done them now as a web designer, consultant, writer, all the things that I do these days, right? But I and you need to do them in a sustainable way that makes sense for a one-person business. That's what we're getting at here. So what does that mean? What does that mean, sustainable? Well, That means you either need to focus on the very small number of things that you can do and do them well, or hire someone else to do some tasks and do the rest yourself. Or even do none of them yourself if you can afford to hire somebody to do literally all your marketing, all your emails, all everything, and the only thing you ever do is see clients. If you can afford to do that, go for it, if that's what you're most comfortable with. Most of us can't afford to do that. Can't afford to hire help for literally everything. So, speaking of that, let's ha- let's have a little money talk here. Those of us who own businesses tend to be very money minded, and I I get that. I think most of us are money minded, but when you run your own business, you kind of get even more worried about the numbers. We tend to be worried about how much a service or product is going to cost us because every expense ex- affects our bottom line. And that's what I mean. Like. That's accounting one-on-one right there. You know, you don't have to be good at math to understand that the more money you spend, the less money you're going to have for yourself as income, as take-home income at the end of the day, right? Like it's the gross versus net profits. Very simple math, generally speaking. But sometimes with small business owners, you see them get too worried about the numbers and not enough about looking at the big picture, So the first question you have to ask yourself is, is this task that I'm looking at, whether it's a marketing task, answering emails, updating your website, whatever it is, is this task I am looking at worth me doing or would someone else doing it actually increase my income? Sometimes having someone else do tasks for you actually puts more money in your pocket, For example, if you hire someone to make website updates for you and that person's work helps clients find you and book in, that is a win-win for your business and for your income, right? That person's work is worth the cost as it, number one, frees up your time so you can see more clients or work on other things that need your, your attention. And number two, it directly results in more income because you're literally having more clients find you. Now, that said, if you are totally like techie or tech friendly, however, whatever wording you want to use there, and you like doing your website, you like the DIY stuff, then like, go for it. I'm, you know, just because I'm a web designer is part of what I do. And, you know, as the person who does this podcast, doesn't mean I'm gonna be like, I mean, I've said this before, right? No, you all need to hire web designers. No, you don't. If you, if you really love doing it yourself, if you're, you're pretty decent at it, you know, um, your website's working for you, then hey, DIY it. That's great. You know, but maybe you should consider hiring someone for other tasks. Like, Getting a laundry service or a cleaning service, especially in these COVID times. You know, again, this is another episode where I'm trying not to talk too much about COVID, but let's be real. We're in COVID times. You need to do extra deep cleans, So maybe it's helpful to have somebody come in to help you with some of the cleaning stuff. Or maybe you should get a bookkeeper to help keep up with your accounting, even if you don't hire an accountant, because not all of us small business owners, it, it depends on, you know, whether you're incorporated or not and whether you have partnerships and like all the complicated stuff that has to do with running a business. Um, not all of us have accountants, right? Some of us do our accounting ourselves because it's fairly simple, but others definitely hire people. But even if you don't hire an accountant to like file your taxes and do that stuff, you could still hire a bookkeeper. You know, usually it's a little lower cost and usually um, a bookkeeper kind of just, you know, keeps things up to date for you in your accounting software so that when it does come time to do your taxes, whether it's send it to your accountant or do it yourself, it's all just nice and clean and ready for you. And you don't need to like go like, where did I put my receipt box? And like, how did I, what did I, what was this expense from a year ago? I don't even remember. We talked about that in the tax time episode just a few months back, by the way. But um, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to hiring a bookkeeper. So those of you who never have might want to consider it. Another example is hiring someone to return emails and calls for you a few days a week to free up some in mid-time. You can totally do that. Um, having someone to write some advertising for you to get like really good results. People who know how to write good advertising, it's they're worth their weight in gold because you can you can end up getting amazing results. Uh, amounts of bookings and amazing attention on your website from it or heck you know what even hiring somebody to repaint your treatment room every few years instead of insisting that you have to do it yourself like you don't have to diy that either you can hire hire somebody who's good at painting you know so that's the first thing we run into as business owners when it comes to spending money but there's something else we need to think about as well so it's not just about you know what are our skills and should we hire someone the other aspect of it is this when you're looking at these things, are you just being thrifty or are you having trouble asking for help? Let me repeat that again. Are you being thrifty or do you have trouble asking for help? A lot of business owners have trouble letting go of things in their business and asking for help. There's a lot of reasons for this. And I've been there too. So I, if you're if you're going like, Ugh, I think she's talking about me. Don't don't worry. I'm talking about me too. I'm talking about all of us. Well, maybe not all of us. Most of us. I'm talking about most of us. But yeah, you know, as business owners, we kind of feel like it's our baby. You know, even if we have kids. Like I personally don't have children, but I know the people who have. I know people who have children and also feel like their their business is like another one of their kids. Right. They feel like nobody else is going to understand their business like they do. They feel like nobody else is going to put the effort and love into the thing that they will. So they have to do it themselves in order to get the best results. You know, you kind of feel like if you don't do it yourself, you're not going to get that success. Or you might actually do it yourself because you just don't know how and who to ask in order to get the results that you're looking for, you know? Um, Sometimes even simple things seem difficult to hand off to somebody else. It just it just seems like it's just not possible. Like, like the, you know, the answering emails a few days a week thing. It's like, well, if I don't hire a full time receptionist, how does that even work? Um, And and speaking of that, actually, um, did you guys know that you can hire someone part time or even on an as needed basis to do those sorts of admin tasks? And it's 100% online? There are people these days that are called virtual assistants. If you've never heard of a virtual assistant, Google it. Um, That's not me. Like, that's not me being shady. Like, just seriously. Like, it's a very, very, very common career these days. People being online assistants. And you can you don't have to hire them on like a permanent basis. You can just do it as sort of a like, in other words, a permanent full time, you know, employee basis. You can hire them as a contractor a few days a week to help you with some tasks Such as, like I said, answering emails. Some of them will do returning calls. Some won't. You know, it all depends. Um, Some can do small graphic design things, website updates for you, posting to your social media, all those sorts of tasks. You can hand them over to somebody on like a contractual basis. So sort of like just a few times a month or once a week or whatever. Um, So if you struggle to keep up on your emails and your communications and you'd like to have more social media presence, but you just can't seem to get into a workflow think about that think about hiring a virtual assistant just to help you here and there if you've got a bit of budget to do it because they you know another example of someone who could be really worth their weight in gold they can get some tasks done for you you get more visibility with clients you get more client bookings it's win-win for everybody right so overall, what I'm saying here is you have to be willing to let others help you with your business. Obviously, if you have zero budget, if you're starting from scratch or uh, you're in a situation where you just don't have any money at all to in- reinvest into the business right now, you're still you're just barely squeaking by That's fine. I get it. You have to DIY everything in that situation. There's probably a bunch of things that you won't be doing at all because you just like there's only so many hours in a day. But as you gain more clients and more confidence as a business owner, as a entrepreneur, you really should consider hiring somebody to help you with some of the small tasks, at least the ones that you aren't good at or you really don't like. Bare minimum those ones. You know, if you don't like accounting, get a bookkeeper or an accountant or both. If you can't stand doing piles and piles of laundry, then hire a laundry service. If you struggle with technology, get someone to help you with your website and social media and so on and so forth. You guys get the idea here. Now, let me take a second to talk about the benefits of getting outside help for your business. So I've already touched on this you know, earlier in this episode. But I wanted to actually break it down into sort of the four major benefits I can think of. um, Because I think lists are helpful sometimes when you're looking at these things. You're like, well, you know, I'm kind of convinced I could use some help, but I don't know if I want to spend the money. So let me let me break it down for you. Benefit number one is you're going to get better results. So hiring someone to do tasks for you should mean you're getting someone who is better at that thing than you are. For example, a professional web designer will know about SEO and designing for mobile devices like smartphones and how to put together a website that attracts clients to actually click that book now button. All those things mean less time stressing about your website for you and more time seeing your clients because you're going to have more clients booking. It also means, you know, people are going to find you. It's it's win-win. And that can be said with any of the services. I just used, you know, uh, websites as an example because that's what I do for a living or one of the things that I do, you know, but if it's an assistant to handle some of your calls and emails or a laundry service, you have beautiful, nice, clean sheets and towels and things, you know, whatever it is you use in your business or a bookkeeper to make sure all of your books are on the up and up and, you know, you're not, you know, delay, you haven't forgotten a payment of some sort and all your receipts are entered and everything's looking nice and clean. Or if it's help from an expert you trust, you know, in some other way, an SEO expert, a business coach, like whatever it is. It's an amazing way to make your business stronger. And that is a huge benefit to you. Benefit number two is more free time for you. Now, caveat, of course, you're a business owner. More free time doesn't necessarily mean free time on the beach. However, you do get to choose how to spend that time. So you can take that free time that, you know, you're now not spending on this other task and you can use it to see more clients or you can use it to work on a hobby that's important to you or you can use it to work on a side business that you've started Um, or you can spend more time with family and friends. And yes, you can go to the beach if you want. Um, But if you find yourself running ragged, trying to keep up with all the stuff you need to do when you run your business that isn't actually the seeing clients part, and you can afford to hire somebody to help you out with some of the tasks. And be real, like don't don't be so frugal that you run yourself ragged and you burn yourself out. Be real, if you can if you can find the budget, it's just worth doing so. Getting more of your time back is an amazing part of hiring help. Oh my gosh. And benefit number 3 is more income. So we've already said this, but let's say it again cuz I don't think it's I don't think it can be said too many times you know a better website or professionally done laundry or better bookkeeping or whatever it is equals a more professional and reassuring appearance to the public which equals more bookings and it also gives you more reassurance if you hire somebody who is great at what they do they're going to be worth every penny to you because they'll help keep your schedule full of clients now it might be indirectly You know, the laundry person isn't literally finding you clients, but the fact that you've got that task taken off your plate just gives you so much more energy to put into your client care, put into getting people to rebook all of those things. And that means more income for you. Do you see what I mean? It's not direct, but it's an indirect link. And we've already hinted at this, but benefit number four of hiring other people is you get to focus more on what you're actually good at because you became a massage therapist or chiropractor or yoga practitioner, instructor, whatever it is that you do, nutritionist, because you want to help people and because you're good at what you do, right? You want to do treatments you know, or, or teach classes, again, whatever it is that you do, you don't want to spend hours on doing behind the scenes business stuff. I mean, most of us, at least, we don't want to spend hours and hours on these things. We want to we want to see our clients, we want to build, we want to build our private practice, the, the, the client facing part of it. So if you hire someone else to help you, it means you get to focus on what you love doing in your business and what you're really good at, and less on that other stuff. And some people might feel like that's frivolous or, you know, you should be doing it yourself. But get real. Wouldn't you rather focus on the stuff you love the most and what you're best at? Yeah, I get it. You know, you're going to have to still do frustrating tasks sometimes. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you can pass everything off to somebody else. You're going to have to do some of the frustrating things. Uh, But you can hire somebody to take some of them on. And that will help your business so much. So hopefully this little chat today has convinced you that you really can't or shouldn't DIY everything for your business. You are one human and while you might have to, you know, DIY everything when you start your business and at certain stages, and you're still going to have to DIY some things in your business, even as you grow, because that's just the reality of being a business owner. I can't speak highly enough about hiring other people to help you out with certain tasks. So that's it for this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter one. But, uh, you know, I really do want you guys to think about the growth of your business and, uh, you know, not trying to do everything yourself because you just have that much stronger a business if you if you pull a community around you that's part of what it is as well is really just pulling a community of people who can help you out with their skill set and uh you know those relationships are really are really valuable as well you know you just you never know what's going to come of them sometimes the person who delivers your laundry uh needs a car, chiro- you know, you're a chiropractor and their their mom needs a chiropractor and they, you know, just with chit-chatting as they deliver the laundry, they get to know you a little bit and they like you and they refer their mom. Or, you know, uh the person who does your website uh, you know, mentions to a friend who really needs a nutritionist because that's what you do, and uh, you know, you end up getting client that way, or even just, you know, just stuff like that, you know building relationships is really what running a business is all about and having those relationships even when there's you know you've hired somebody like it's a, it's a it's a business relationship it can still go a long way in in building your practice so uh something else to keep in mind as i as i close off here so we've got one more episode on this uh, Building a Strong Private Practice series, and that final episode is about looking towards the future and uh, the growth of your business and how you should maybe approach it, or at least my thoughts on approaching it based on my own experience with it. So I'll have that up for you uh, within, you know, if you're if you're listening to this, like, way in the future, like, I don't know, it's 2022 or something, then, like, the episode's already up, go look for it. But, uh, you know, I in terms of uh after the release of this actual episode if you're if you're listening to this one on diy uh within uh within three or four days i should have the the final episode in the series up for you guys and uh yeah uh don't forget to check out my new book again happylittlebiz.com and just click on book and you'll be right there and uh, i'll be back with you with that final episode within a few days take care Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes, and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there, as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as you know what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention, I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or, depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.